Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and let's get right into it. What is next for Tiger Woods? I was just at Riviera last week. It was the um, Genesis Open, an elevated event for the PGA Tour, $4 million on the line. And, oh, Matsuyama won it. It was huge. We'll get into that a little bit more. But what's next for Tiger? Tiger was at the event. We went out on Friday. I went last year on Friday as well. Last year, my thought process was he might not make the cut. So we better go Thursday and Friday because he hadn't played in almost a year. And this year, it was a cut. There was a cut, but I think only like 10 people got cut from the event. So there was a high likelihood he was going to make it. But we went on Friday anyways. And again, kind of the same concept as last year. is like one is will he make the cut? And then two is, is he physically able to finish? Now, since last year, last year he, he did not have the ankle fused. This year he's had his ankle fused. So walking, well, I should say it's, it shouldn't be an issue, but I mean, come on. The guy's 48 years old. He's had knee surgery, back surgery. He's had his ankle fused. So that's why we went on Friday. He might not make the cut, and then uh, he might not be able to finish physically. As it turns out, he wasn't able to finish physically, because of an illness, influenza, the flu, as you and I know it. But we did get there. When we got there, we, he was on the first hole. And when you come into Riviera, you're on the first hole. So we saw him there, mainly the crowd. I mean, it's pretty cool to go see an event with Tiger at it because of the crowd that follows him around everywhere. And it's a scene, man, especially in LA, it's a scene. You got people in costumes, you got celebrities, you got people that look like they're celebrities. Everybody in L.A. is a, what did my, my buddy said, uh, they're like the main character in a movie. Nobody wants to be a supporting actor in L.A. Everybody wants to be the main character. But we were there, and as NPCs, non-player characters, we were just watching and actually had access to the TGR tent. Uh, it's one of the charities I support, so they were kind enough to give me a spot in the booth, or the booth, the tent. So we went to the, we watched Tiger play a little or like the army. And then we got in front of it. And when we went up to the booth or the suite, the suite was on 17. And so on the side you entered through, there was a deck. And so we watched him tee off on four. We grabbed a little food. We got a drink and we figured we'd go out and walk with them for a while. So we walked down to six and they, he made a par on six crowd goes crazy. And then next thing you know, well, we didn't even notice it at the time. We were just walking around looking at some other groups. And then we went back to the tent. And by the time we got back to the tent, we saw the leaderboard and we're like, where is he? He wasn't even on the leaderboard. So we went online and well, he had dropped out, unfortunately. And of course, everybody in LA went home. <laughs> like the entire course cleared out. There were probably Two, three thousand people following Tiger around, and when when he uh, when he dropped out, everybody went home. So that's what happened at Riv. Uh, let's just wrap up the rest of the tournament at Riv. It was pretty awesome. Um, uh, but you know, just some things that kind of suck. Again, this live thing kind of sucks for everybody because 
whether you like it or you hate it, the fields just aren't as strong because of it. But this was an elevated event, so all the big names were there. And Matsuyama won it. He won $4 million. And he shot 62 on Sunday. And he had two incredible shots on the 15th hole, which is one of the harder holes at Riviera. He hit the ball to about six in- He hit his second shot to about six inches away for the birdie. And then he gets up on 16, the very next hole, and he hits it to about two inches away, another birdie. He birdies 17, and then pars 18. He finishes, and there was still like four groups on the course. He had gone out um, quite a bit earlier than the other groups. So he was done for a good 45 minutes to an hour, but no one was going to challenge him. So, you know, there were some other guys in there, but they just couldn't do it. Cantlay played well. Um, Thursday and Friday, and he got to about 12 under. But then I think he finished the tournament around 14 under. So he just didn't do anything on Saturday or Sunday. Let me just tell you from watching the tournament, homie is slow. He's a slow player. When when we were on 17 in the suite waiting, there was everybody, every group was waiting to hit up on the green. And then the group in front of his group finished, and he hadn't even teed off yet. So I don't know what's going on. But for whatever reason, that group was slow. Uh, Spieth, Jordan Spieth got uh, kicked out, (laughs) disqualified. I don't know what he did. I didn't even follow it. He signed the wrong scorecard. But it brought up an interesting conversation between me and my buddy Sid. It was like, why (laughs) at this stage, $4 million on the line, every shot is captured. Why Why is anybody getting disqualified or a stroke penalty for signing the wrong card. I mean, you shouldn't even have to keep score at this point. You know, you got a guy walking around with a scoreboard, just have him put it in the computer. It's in the computer for God's sakes, right? Like, you know, after 15 holes, somebody's two under for the day. So give it up. TV ratings were down. I mean, what are you going to say? Tiger wasn't there. You know, it's, it is what it is. That's it. Uh, so that was Rivet as a whole. It was Again, I love going out there. It's a fun tournament to go out to. It's a cool course. It's a really cool course, especially when you walk it. And now that I've walked it and seen it played on television over the years, you kind of get to know the holes. Let's get back to what's up for Tiger or what's next for Tiger, though, because that's kind of what's going on now, right? It's like the, the problem is, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, can he win another tournament? I mean, I guess the better question is, is can he finish, you know? Is he, is he physically able to actually play in a tournament? One, make the cut, and then finish the tournament as well. So those, those two questions always linger. And again, he's 48 years old, so he's getting up there. But he does have a lot of things going now. And so I think the future for Tiger is, is in uh, kind of several things. One of, them is, one of them is he's basically running the PGA Tour now. He has a spot on the player advisory board. He has a lot of power, a lot of influence over the other, not only the other players, but the other board members as well. The tour just did a deal with the SSG, the Strategic Sports Group, and he was heavily involved in that and getting that deal done over the PIF. So it looks like he's going to be taking on quite the leadership role within the tour. That's one of the things. The other thing that they had started and they were trying to get it off the ground in January or February of this year, but they had a major mishap was this uh, TGL indoor golf league. I think it's called the tiger golf league. 
Um, that's the indoor simulator league. Did a podcast on it a couple months ago. Unfortunately for them, what happened is they built like this. I guess it's a dome, but it's a tent. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a fine line between a dome and a tent. It's more of a tent. And, you know, that's where they were going to build the simulator. It was going to have 100 yards of grass and a chipping area and whatnot. But there was a storm, and the storm took out the entire tent. So the TGL is basically done for, the, um, for this year. And so I guess they'll get it going again next year. So that's one of the other things, the TGL, the Indoor Golf League, team-based, some sort of winnings and money on the line. And then the final thing is now this clothing line, the Sunday Red clothing line. I'm just going to call it Sunday Red, but everybody's like, Sunday Red. You sound like a dork. Just call it Sunday Red. Sunday Red, the new clothing line. A lot of people talking smack about it online. Uh, Logo's pretty bad, man. Logo's pretty bad. The I haven't seen the clothing itself, so I won't make a comment on that. And even if I did, I probably still won't. But let's be honest. Nike clothing sucks. It really does. Like, I don't know. Can you be more generic in your life than to have a Nike golf shirt? Nike golf hat. Unless you're Brooks Kepcha and you're getting paid a lot, I guess. But I've never really cared for Nike's apparel. I think it's very... Uh, homogenous it's there's nothing to it so anyways so that's what's up with tiger a lot of things going on for him as far as the league the indoor league running the pga the clothing line he's not you know hurting for businesses and business ideas so that's good and good for him we'll see what happens in the future hopefully he gets to play and finish i mean his next event is the masters perhaps he'll play Bay Hill or one of the other ones before the Masters, the players perhaps, to get himself warmed up, see if he can actually finish around. Hope so. Tiger playing golf is good for golf. Okay, that wraps that up. And then yeah, let's just talk some, some random thoughts about the merger ideas, things that cross, uh, cross the old mind here. Uh, one of the merger talks this week that the PGA Tour – players keep saying and all the people on the golf channel keep saying is what is the pathway back to players coming back to the PGA tour? Oh, what is the pathway back? They must, they must uh, do something to earn the trust again or pay money or whatever, right? Like it's such an odd talking point because if you follow, you don't even have to follow live. There's not one live player that wants to go back to the PGA tour. Not one. Now, there might be some that get demoted and they don't have anywhere else to go, so they'll probably have to go back. So, okay, maybe we need a pathway back for those people. But those guys have been demoted, so, you know, it's going to be tough for them to get back anyways. So nobody wants to come back. So that's the first thing. So that's an odd talking point. Um, okay, so here's another thought I had. The SSG, the Strategic Sports Group, has invested three billion dollars into the PGA Tour and they say the PGA Tour is worth 12 billion dollars so they own a quarter of the of the PGA Tour so how can they get their money back well what if as in real estate they do a short sale short sale means I buy a property I don't know for five hundred thousand dollars and then I turn around and sell it a day later for six hundred thousand dollars 
550,000. And I, you know, makes I wouldn't make say if I bought it for 500 and I sold it for 550, I wouldn't make 50,000 cuz I'd have fees, but I might make 40. So what if the SSG did a short sale to PIF? That would be a good one. You know, hey, we 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 put in 3 billion, we'll give you for 4 billion, we'll give you give it to you. <laughs> Just instant profit. Wouldn't put I mean Nobody on the, I'm sure the stipulations in the contract say they can't do that, but trust me, those baseball owners are shrewd, man. And Arthur Blank, they'd, they'd make the deal if they could. That's one idea. Um, and the other idea we had, we were, we were discussing this the other night. In, uh, oh, we were actually in, uh, in uh, Santa Monica. And we, we thought of, uh, like, so the, the tournament at Torrey Pines is sponsored by Farmers Insurance. They call it the Farmers. And the Farmers is no longer going to be the sponsor of the tournament. 2025, I think, is their last year. So next year is their last year. So our thought process is, is well, what if... And, and by the way, there's a bunch of these tournaments that are losing sponsorships. And now they need extra money. So our thought process was, well, what if the, pit, the PIF, the Saudis, and Liv came in and sponsored a PGA Tour event? Obviously, again, the PGA Tour probably isn't going to let it happen. But even if the PIF sponsored the tournament, they get the tournament sponsor gets like eight entries into the tournament. So there's a way, there's a path back to the PGA Tour for the live guys. Um, that'd be fun. And the final thought of the day is the uh, OWGR, the One World Golf Ranking System, One World Golf Ranking. Well, there's been a lot of talk, at least online and Twitter, in the in the golf communities, if you follow them, about Joaquin Neiman won a live event, and would he get invited to the Masters? Well, today he actually did get invited to the Masters. But this talk has been going on for about three or four weeks now since he won the live event. Would he get into the Masters? He's a great player. His, his one world golf ranking went down. So he, or up. Up. It got worse. He wins a tournament, a live tournament, and then his ranking went, I think he was like 75th. And he, he, I don't even think he's 75th, actually. I think he's worse than that. But anyways, if he was, if he was ranked 75th, he wins a live tournament, and then his ranking went to like 130. Same thing happened to uh, Dustin Johnson two weeks ago when he won in Las Vegas. Wins a tournament. His one world golf ranking goes higher, not lower. So this whole system is a joke. Everybody knows that it's a joke. And now finally the golf community um, and golf people on Twitter are realizing it back and forth. Mainly the reason it got brought into the fold this week is because Greg Norman made a post, I believe on Instagram, and it had the one world golf ranking and then the other golf ranking um, entities. And it showed where the live player should actually rank. And so that that got some chit-chat going back and forth. And maybe you're one of these people. And if you are one of these people, um, you need to come up with a new talking point slash argument. That argument is, is, well, they went over to live, so they knew they were going to lose their world ranking. And and it's, it's live's fault, and it's their fault for taking the money and doing business with the Saudis. Oh, that guy, Arthur Blank, we talked about earlier. He does deals with the Saudis. SSG, every one of those owners 
of the baseball teams or whatever they own, the Boston Red Sox, they do deals with the Saudis. How's it different? You tell me. So, but this one world golf ranking system is basically, it gives the PGA Tour, if you play in a PGA Tour event, you get the highest possible points or ranking. So if you play in, I don't know, the Asia Pacific Tour, you get one world golf ranking, but you don't get the same points that you would if you want to even played in a PGA event. So you could win a tour tournament in Asia or the DP World Tour and you'll get some points. But you could also, if you played in the PGA Tour event and you scored in the top 25, you'll probably get more points than someone who won a DP World Tour event. So this one world golf ranking system, it's basically all the majors and they've come together to say, that the PGA Tour events are worth the highest amount of points. Live is worth nothing, by the way. But the PGA Tour events are worth the highest. DP World Tour and then all the other tours have points as well. And that's how they're going to rank things. The problem is, here we go. We're getting close to August, or excuse me, April now, with the Masters. And the Masters, we're talking about the best players in the world. So, you know, I, I just don't know how you slice it any other way. Like... 20 of the best players in the world are playing on live. You, you may not like that, but 20 of the best players in the world are playing on live. And then, you know, the other 20 are on the PGA Tour. That's a fact. And until we get those guys playing together, first at the majors, then maybe like head-to-head -head live versus PGA or get some of the live guys over to these PGA events, like the players and these other events, Riviera, these fields aren't as good when you go out to watch an event, a PGA Tour event. When you go to Riviera and the defending champion, John Rahm, is not there. Well, why is he not there? He went to live. He's a traitor. Can't be over here. Rahm would have played Riviera if they let him. He's the defending champion. He, he loves Riviera. Um, TV ratings are down. Why? Because 20 of the best guys are playing in live. So... Something needs to be done. Anyways, there's been more talk, especially online, amongst the people, the fans. And you have to remember, there's only probably three to four million people that watch golf every weekend. So, you know, of those three to four million people, there's not a lot watching live, obviously, for obvious reasons. But they're not watching the PGA Tour anymore either. And that's because... You got to say, because, you know, these guys aren't there. I mean, Liv took the big personalities. You know, they took they took Rom. They got DJ. They got Brooks Kepcha. They got DeChambeau. Like, they have some good players over there. And really, it's hurting us as fans. So it would be nice if the, the entities, the bodies, the PGA Tour, Liv, OGR, OWGR, the Masters, um, the Royal and Ancient Society, the USGA. Come on, guys. Drop the egos. Get the best players out there. And let's get these events back for the fans. Ladies and gentlemen, that is This Week in Golf. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.